Alrighty, what's going on everybody? Welcome back for week 16 of Hit the Books podcast. We're excited to bring you week 16 of the NFL season here. As you may all know, the NHL is taking a break. The NBA is still going full blast, but NFL and the NHL are taking breaks here and there on some games. So I'm excited to see what happens here in the coming week or two after this Christmas holiday. What do you got for me, Huff? Nothing much. Having a, some personal success over the past two weeks. Four and one in the past two weeks on my individual card, uh, team card. We brought it back last week. One and zero. Didn't have a lot of picks, but not going to force the picks. We liked the Chiefs minus three. We took it, and they ended up covering for us in overtime. So um, we had a good weekend. Uh, I got fucking railed by the Buccaneers, losing outright nine nothing. That was a brutal beat. You had the over. I had the Bucks with the points. Uh, neither team even be able to put up 10 points on the board is just embarrassing, let alone one of them having a big donut on the board. So um, that being said, it could have been 5-0. and It's all right, 4-1 and past two weeks. Um, looking forward to this week, week 17 or 16, I believe. See what we can do here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that Tampa Bay Saints game was rough. Like you said, I had the over. You had the minus Bucks 10 and minus half. 10, they, Neither team even scored 10. Insane. Just. <laughs> Vegas knows something. I should have known fucking Saints plus 10. Uh, like, Tom Brady's now 0 4 against the Saints in the regular season. Alrighty, and for our first Thursday night game, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. We got the 49ers coming in this game favorited at 3.5 points. The money line at minus 190 and the over-under at 44.5. San Francisco is 5-1 against the spread in its last six. And Tennessee is also 5-1 straight up in its last six at home. Coming into this game, San Francisco is 4-1 in their last five, losing at Seattle, uh, winning the other four past two weeks. They beat Atlanta at home, and then they uh, beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Um Tennessee, on the other hand, they're coming off a loss to the Steelers on the road. Uh, their only wins in their past five are against Jacksonville and the Saints, both on their home field. Just kind of things have not been going the right way for the Tennessee Titans, and a lot of that is due to the guys that they have on the injured list right now. They got guys like their their star left tackle Taylor Luan's on the or he's questionable for this game. Both their one and two receivers. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. A.J. Brown's on the injured reserve still. Julio Jones got hurt in that game against the Steelers. Um, they're going to be missing a couple guys on defense, too. David Long, another notable name. Uh, they're just a banged-up team right now. Um, not to say that the 49ers don't have their own fair share of injuries. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, their starting running back, could be questionable for this game. So, I mean, he has 760 yards, five touchdowns on the year. It's not like he's an elite running back, but... Uh, this offense is kind of, they kind of do whatever they want with Depot Samuel and guys like that. Um, I actually like the 49ers here in this game. I don't know if I'm going to give them the points, but I like that minus 190 money line maybe to throw it in a parlay to go lead me into Saturday with one of these other games. I agree there. Both teams, like you said, have a lot of questionable players. I didn't realize this So you said that. Um, and Tennessee's are all notable players. Absolutely, yeah. I just think, and the, with the 49ers on the road, they've been very good in prime time. I just think, I think, I think they can win this game. I don't know if it's by more than four, four or more, but I definitely like them to win this game. I think that three and a half is like the perfect spread. Like it's going to be three or it's going to be four. Yeah, it's not, it, they're not going to blow them out, but they will win the no, game. Absolutely. 
Alrighty, good stuff there for the Thursday night game. Let's move into Saturday. Midday, 4.30, Cleveland Browns at the Green Bay Packers. Got the Packers favorited at minus 7. The money line at minus 3.30 and the over-under at 44. The total has gone over in four out of Cleveland's last six on the road. Cleveland is two and five straight up in its last seven on the road. And Green Bay is five and zero oh straight up and against the spread in its last five at home. Yeah, um, I'm usually, I usually like to go with Green Bay's overs because they're kind of an explosive team. Um, Saturday in Green Bay, the weather's going to be looking like it's going to be 28 degrees. Nice cold game for the Packers at home. I'm not seeing snow, but it's supposed to snow Thursday and Friday there, so there might be a little, a little bit of that left on the ground. And uh, especially with the state of the Browns are in right now, I believe Baker Mayfield should be back for this game. Um, all their COVID players, Miles Garrett actually got hurt last game. He only had three tackles. Uh, that kind of helped TJ boost TJ Watt's Defensive Player of the Year race. Um, with him kind of not really doing much last week against the Raiders, but. Um, in this game, I definitely I think I like Packers minus seven here. I, I just think um, back home they get back home. I mean they've been covering the Packers. I think they're maybe if not one of the best co- against the spread teams in the league. I think this number is going to get deeper for Green Bay as we kind of find out who's going to play and who's coming or who's not coming back and who is coming back for Cleveland. Uh, as far as the over under, I I think I like the over too. I took Green Bay in uh, Baltimore last week over forty three and a half. Um, that hit very easily. 31-30 was a final score. Um, in this kind of game, I definitely think I like Green Bay minus 7, but it's hard to give the over whenever you're taking that many points because you also need Cleveland to be scoring points. Um, out of the two, I'd probably lean more towards the Packers minus 7. Honestly, I couldn't agree more there. I have another trend here. Browns, no covers in the last four or in seven out of the last nine. So not playing well. And like I said, Green Bay is 5-0 and oh against the spread and straight up in their last five at home. So totally agree with you. I think Packers minus seven is the move there. Until the game when the Cowboys broke their streak of covering, I think, I think since then they haven't, the Cowboys have been covering, but not, I mean, not as much as the Packers. I'm, I could be wrong on that, but I know the Packers and the Patriots have been two of the best teams against the spread this year. Um. So, with that being said, I'm comfortable laying seven against the Browns. I'm curious to see what comes up with, uh, you know, COVID stuff and things like that with some of these games, because I believe the Steelers and uh, Chiefs game that we'll go over later, the lines are moving all over the place, I think. Yeah, the number that we're going to talk is not going to be the number that we see. Yeah, absolutely agree, which is kind of a shame. Alrighty, let's move forward. Saturday primetime game, the Indianapolis Colts at the Arizona Cardinals. Got the Cardinals favorited at minus one and a half, money line at minus one eighteen, and the over-under at forty nine and a half. Colts money line at an even plus one hundred. See what I got for this one. The total has gone under in six out of Arizona's last seven against Indianapolis. Arizona is ten and four straight up in its last fourteen. And Indianapolis is five and zero against the spread in its last five on the road. Um, I'm looking something up right here, real quick, that I want to get see a stat right now. Um, Cardinals are giving up 322.8 yards per game, um, rushing yards. 
They're, they've given up 1,500 rushing yards over 15 weeks of the season. Um, with that being said, one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL right now. Coming in your home barn, Jonathan Taylor's coming in. Um, dude has a touchdown every week, more than a touchdown games played. And he has, I mean, I like his chances to get 100 yards and get in the end zone. So I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be able to contain him. That being said, I do like the Colts here to win this game. I like plus 100. That's very intriguing. I think yeah, you could absolutely make some value out of that. And it's it's in a dome. Cardinals are, I think they're on a three-game losing streak. I want to double-check myself on that. But um, as far as the over-under, that's definitely sitting a little higher. But I'd probably lean more towards the under. I think one of these teams is going to struggle to put the ball in the end zone, kind of be a field goal battle. But um, that definitely wouldn't be my, my play going into this. And, yeah, the Cardinals, they're, they're banged up too. I didn't realize this. they got James Connors questionable, Zach Ertz questionable. And their third wide receiver, Rondell Moore, is going to be questionable for this game. I mean, that doesn't mean none of them are going to play. Um, Colts 4-1 in their past five. Uh, they're only lost to Tampa Bay, beating the hot Patriots. They beat the Texans, they beat the Bills, and they beat the Jaguars. So, um, And when they're playing inferior teams, they're definitely rolling and beating the Texans 31-0. Uh, made, made that Patriots run defense that was supposedly so good. I had the Patriots kind of killed me. Um, Jonathan Taylor, that 68-yard run, that dude is just unbelievable right now. But um, Cardinals coming off two two tough losses, uh, the loss of that Rams, the Rams on that Monday night or Sunday night game, and uh, they lost to the Lions last week, 30 to 12. Um, they're only two and they're two and three in their last five, losing to Carolina, the Rams, and the Lions, all conference games, all can really come back to bite them, especially that one divisional loss. They beat the Bears and Seahawks too. I mean, five win, four win, five win teams. Not really anything impressive right now for me coming out of Arizona. I just think the stock was so high on them early in the year. Uh, after people were hitting them for plus 600 to win that division, and now it's starting to catch up to them why they were plus 600. They're, they're the kind of team that they start hot. They have the ability to start hot. But, I mean, that coach, he's a good coach, but it seems like a lot of people are starting to figure out their team. and kind of what they're running, and I do like what the Colts are going to come in Arizona and do here. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you're not going to be asking too much of Carson Wentz in a game like this when you can control the pace with a guy like that. Good stuff, good stuff. That over-under sitting at 49.5, a little high in my opinion. Don't yeah, know I don't, if I see that, That's too high for me. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be an under. I think it's going to be... I don't know what the score is going to be, but it's going to be an under. I, I definitely, I think Arizona, I think, uh, I think it's close, but I think Indianapolis wins this game, like 28-24. That hits the over. But I don't know. Not too bad. No, you're right. I Just, could see that. I don't like, I don't like taking that high of an over. Can't disagree. Alrighty, next we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers, our Sunday 1 o'clock game. Got the Buccaneers coming in this game, favorited at minus 11, the money line at minus 520, and the over-under at 44. Tampa Bay is 18-4 and four straight up in its last 22. Tampa Bay is also 4-1 and one against the spread in its last five. And the total has gone over in the last five Carolina Panthers games. This is a tough one. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off that tough loss to the Saints. Tom Brady known to not play well against the Saints since he's gotten to Tampa Bay, now 0-4 against them in the regular season. 
Um, that being said, I, I really don't think they're going to have too much trouble putting the ball in the end zone and uh, kicking field goals against Carolina Panthers. Um, Eleven, they're just they just keep getting big spreads, and it's just scary every week taking them, especially on the road. But um, I said it last week with Arizona going to Detroit. I think it could be fourteen nothing Cardinals before they even blink. Uh, Cardinals only scoring twelve points in that whole game. Um, so it's definitely easier said than done, but I do like the Buccaneers to cover here. There's not much going for the Panthers. Um, teams like this at this kind of year, at this time of year, they're kind of like not. I don't want to say playing for the draft spot, but the Panthers are out of the playoffs. There's really not much for them to be playing for. I know it's a lot, uh, everyone likes to play the uh, ruin the ever or ruin the best team season. See what you can do and try to maybe make Tampa Bay a three seed if that's a win-win for the Carolina Panthers, but. Um, I definitely like the the Buccaneers to cover here. The eleven's tough. I maybe tease this down a little bit. Honestly, these double digit spreads, they're just out of hand. Like we're gonna have another one here in a couple games with the Eagles and Giants. They're hard to take, like you said. You can't. I almost can't justify taking any of them, no matter they're what all, game I mean, it is. They're all NFL. They're all professional athletes. It's hard to say that anyone's gonna win this. Anyone's gonna win a game by more than two possessions. Exactly. Totally agree. Alrighty, next 1 o'clock game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. Chargers coming in at 9.5 point favorite. Money line at minus 400 and the over-under at 46. Los Angeles Chargers are 6-1 against the spread in their last 7 against Houston. And the total has gone over in 4 out of the Chargers' last 5 games. I actually like the Chargers here at minus 9.5. I don't know why they keep getting huge spreads, but uh, like you said, they've been covering them. There's not much going for the Texans right now. Kind of same thing I said with the Panthers. Uh, they're not really playing for much, trying to figure themselves out for next year at this point. But it doesn't mean they don't want to, you know what I mean, win this game on in front of their home fans and stuff like that. So uh, it's, I don't think it'll be pretty, but I do like the Chargers to win this game by 10 or more. I like that think they can yeah i think they can make that happen i don't think that's going to be a problem for them um texans you know they got a win last week a couple losses before that getting shut out by indianapolis a few weeks ago let's see what happens here i think the yeah, chargers gonna be able to take care of it yeah there's not many not too many questionable guys i mean there's not too many injuries on the side of the ball for the chargers so asante samuel jr is still questionable but he's been questionable for a couple weeks so i don't know if he's gonna be playing but Chargers coming off, I mean, they took it to the Chiefs. They took them to overtime. They lost in overtime. Travis Kelsey balled out, 191 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, dude's hard to stop, that's for sure. But um, Chargers, I mean, they've looked good all season. I, I still don't know if I'm picking them to make the playoffs, but if they're going to be winning games like this, it's definitely going to keep it tight. But um, I like the Chargers minus, not, minus nine and a half here. Agree with that. And that's a good segue into our next game, the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles coming into this game favorited at 10 points. Money line at minus 500 and the over-under at 41. The total has gone under in seven out of the New York Giants' last eight games. The Giants are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games against Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is 5-0 and straight up in its last five games at home against the Giants. 
I was just looking it up to see if Daniel Jones was back in this game. He's not. He's still on the injured reserve. The Eagles aren't worth a 10-point spread. Like, last night, they won by 10. I know they won by 10, but they were down 10 nothing to the Washington football team with a third-string quarterback. Like, I, I, I don't know. Divisional game, I don't know if anyone's worth a 10-point spread. You're right. Give me the Giants to cover this. I, I just don't have faith in the Eagles, faith in the Eagles at home. Um, last night they looked good. They were put. They were kind of spreading the ball around. Jalen Hurts showing that he's a very dual-threat quarterback, getting two rushing touchdowns. I know one of them was a QB sneak, but um, they've looked – I mean, he's looked good despite the, the, the struggles throughout the season. The Eagles are, I believe, 7-7. Seven and seven to, I mean, they're, they're fighting for a playoff spot, so um, – I, I do like the Giants cover this game. I think the Eagles win. I just like the Giants maybe to cover this thing, maybe lose by seven or nine. It's ten points. I I agree. The Giants, we said at the beginning of the year, the Giants cover, and I think they fell off a little bit uh, midway through the season. But they hit a lot of injuries, yeah. Right. So I think this is where they're going to make their comeback. Um, not that they're going to try to make a – or be able to make a playoff run or anything like that, but – they're going to show that they're still a team against these yeah, Beals like Eagles. Yeah. Beal, your Eagles are ass, even though they looked good last night. But um, I just, I don't know. Ten points is too many points for this young offense in Philly. Uh, not saying, like I said, not saying they're not going to win the game. I think that minus 500 money line's a lock if you want to take that. But definitely like the, the Giants maybe to cover this thing. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's move forward into our next 1 o'clock game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. We got the Bengals coming in this game favorited at minus 2.5 points, the money line at minus 138, and the over-under at 44.5. The Ravens have covered the last four as the underdog. The total has gone under in five out of Baltimore's last six games on the road. And Cincinnati is 11-5 and straight up in its last 16 games at home against Baltimore. I have now been fucked on two bets by John Harbaugh trying to go for two and not, fa- and not succeeding at the end of a game, to win it at the end of a game instead of forcing overtime. He just um, loves it. I had a teaser, Packers minus one and a half. They fucking win by one. Uh, I wanted him to kick the extra point because I had absolute 100% confidence that the Packers would win that game in overtime. I thought they were going to get the ball, go right down the field. I mean, that's why Harbaugh did what he did and went for it, but um, I've now been fucked twice by Harbaugh's stupid decisions to go for two at the end of the game. Uh, the one time I actually had the Ravens, they could have uh, kicked the extra point and won it in overtime against the Steelers. I liked them to do it there. Uh, this situation, I actually thought they were going to lose the game in overtime, so I definitely understand it more against the Packers. Uh, you, you don't you don't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers in that situation. Couldn't agree more. It's just in this this kind of game, divisional matchup in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's leading the division, Baltimore in second place. It's a big game. This has a lot on the line for both of these teams. Um, Tyler Huntley has been playing very well for the Ravens. A lot of people kind of counted the Ravens out once Lamar went down. Um. I don't know, like, what are the Ravens' record? Eight and six versus eight and six. Browns are, or Bengals are first in the division. Uh, if the Ravens win this game, they're going to be first in the division. So, uh, with the Bengals, this is a the big game matchup. So, yeah, this is a huge game for both of these teams. Um, from a Steeler fan standpoint, we definitely, I think, 
probably would rather see Baltimore win this game, but that's not what the question is. Both of these teams have just, Baltimore, like you said, they've lost their last three, but they've been covering. Cleveland, they lost. They were down that big amount. Mackey had the Browns minus two and a half. They ended up losing by two, covering two and a half. And then last week, I think the final spread was like seven. They cut. They lost by one. Um, but I don't know. The Ravens are just such an unpredictable team right now with how many injuries they have. Lamar questionable. Patrick Ricard questionable. Kalias Campbell questionable. Um, it's just tough to say right now. I just I I, I like the over. I do. 44.5. I think both of these offenses are going to be scoring. I think it's going to be like 23-23, and then whoever wants to win the game, go ahead and do it. Honestly, I think you're right. It's going to be right around that score. You're exactly right. Alrighty, good stuff. The next game we got is the Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. We've got the Falcons favorited at minus 6, the money line at minus 255, and the over-under at 42.5. Lions are 9-5. Versus the spread, despite being two eleven and one straight up, the total has gone under in five out of Detroit's last six games on the road. And Atlanta is five and one against the spread in its last six games against Detroit. So two not so great teams here. Yeah, Falcons are better than their record looks. They've actually, I mean, I haven't watched many of their games, but. They're definitely doing better than I usually have hoped for them. They're six and eight. They're definitely one of the better six and eight teams, I'd say. They have a very kind of explosive offense with Cordero Patterson playing whatever position he wants to play. Uh, Pitts at the tight end position. Matt Ryan's having a good year with 3,300 yards, 18 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. If he could get that interception to touchdown ratio down a little bit, um, I mean, I think I think the Falcons win this game by more than I, I like minus six. It's looking like it's going to drop. Um, I definitely like the Falcons in this game at home. Uh, Lions coming off a win. I don't know if I'm going to take them the win two weeks in a row. That's for damn sure, let alone I don't know if they're going to cover six. Not that Atlanta is, like I said, one of the better teams in the NFL. I just think at home they're a different team, and we'll see what they can do here. I'd like a minus six, but if it goes to five and a half, I'm definitely going to sneak in that five and a half. I think that's a smart move, that taking that five and a half there. Minus six, sitting at one, minus one hundred six. So I mean, we're gonna see some, we're gonna see some line changes throughout all across this board. But I mean, that's that's what we do, recording early. So um, some of them end up going in our favor, some of them don't. But stuff like that, I'd wait on that because that that line's gonna drop. You're gonna be able to get the Falcons at possibly minus four by kickoff. I like a, I'd like a love a minus four. I'd take that. Alrighty, next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Jets coming in this game favorited at minus 2.5 points. The money line at minus 132 and the over-under at 41.5. Jags have not covered in their last 5 or in 10 out of their last 14. The total has gone over in the New York Jets' last 5 games against Jacksonville. As well as over in the Jets' last 5 games at home against Jacksonville. Um, these are literally the two worst teams in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I th- it kills me to say it. I think the Jaguars win this game. I just, it's, I don't know what the weather's going to be looking like in New York, but I mean, you could pick either one of these teams and I'm going to say, don't put your money on them. So do not bet on this game. I can't recommend that more, more than enough, but 
Um, play that I do like, I might be teasing that, that under up a little bit and see what I can get around 46.5 with maybe a couple other bets. And the weather for that game on Sunday is supposed to be mostly sunny with some chances of rain in the days before. So we will have to see what happens here. I think I like Jaguars. At least I like the Jaguars plus 112. I think that's some good value there. Yeah, I just don't think... I just Neither of these teams are worth a two-and-a-half point spread. Yes, I always give, don't take. And the over-under at 49-and-a-half. The Rams have not covered in their last three as the road favorite. And the Rams are 5-2 and two straight up in their last seven on the road. Minnesota is 6-1 and one straight up in its last seven games when playing at home against the Rams. Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards the Vikings plus three. I think they're a different team at home. I just looked at their, their last five. They're, I mean, they lost to the Lions, but um, it was kind of a desperation throw at the end. Ended up working out for them. Uh, the Rams, they're on a three-game win streak, beating Seattle and Arizona, two huge divisional games for them. And then, obviously, they wiped the Jaguars three weeks ago. Um, as far as Minnesota goes, three and two in their past five as well. On a two-game win streak, losing to Detroit and San Francisco, both on the road. Um, I really, I do like the Vikings plus three here. I think this is a big game for Justin Jefferson, a big game for Dalvin Cook on the home field. The, the Vikings, it's a tough place to play. Rams haven't looked too good, even last night against Seattle. Uh, they were down 3 nothing for most of the first half. Um, then they ended up tying and taking the lead. And once they took the lead, I knew they were going to win that game. I had a minus three and a half. I ended up getting it a little lower at a live bet. But um, they didn't look good the whole game. I really didn't think so. Cooper Cup kind of sealed that game for them. But in this kind of situation, I like the home team here. Give me the Vikings as a home dog plus three. I like that a lot, really. The Rams have been playing you know, pretty good as of lately, but... It's about time for them to slow down a little bit. This next one's a good one. Yeah, this next one. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. This is the Mackie game of the week, even though he's not here. We have the Patriots favored at minus 2.5, the money line at minus 136, and the over-under at 43.5. Mackie really needs a Bills win here this week. The Patriots' seven-game win and cover streak ended in Indianapolis last week. The Pats won and covered the last three in Gillette Stadium. Also hit the over in those three games. Buffalo is 16-7 and seven straight up in its last 23. And the total has gone over in 11 out of Buffalo's last 16 games on the road. I actually like the Bills to win this game here. It's very tough to beat a divisional team twice. These are two of the better teams in the AFC, as everyone knows. The Bills kind of fell off a little bit. Last week, they kind of got things back on track. Um, against an inferior Carolina Panthers team, uh, winning 31-14, covering that big spread easily. Uh, Patriots, they struggled with the Colts. They struggled uh, getting the ball downfield. Mac Jones probably played his worst game of his season, two interceptions. I know for sure one to end the first half when there should have been three points on the board at 17 nothing, And then another one to start the third quarter. Um, that being said, at home, they're, they're a different team on the road than they are at home. I actually like the Bills here to go in here and win this game. I like that. Would you give them the two and a half? Or are you just going to take them plus 116? Would, would you? 
if if I was giving them points, I'd t- I'd put it in a teaser and tease it up to like four and a half just to be safe. But I think, I think that's they a great idea. I think that's a great idea. I just the I think the hype's catching up to the Patriots. A lot of people think, are figuring out their offense. I know Belichick's still coaching them, and I mean, if anyone's going to make adjustments, it's him. But um, it's not Tom Brady anymore. I know it's Mac Jones. He's looked good. He's the offensive rookie of the year, but um, still got to deal with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and this Buffalo Bills offense. I know the Patriots' defenses look good, but um, I mean, first half last week they looked terrible. So um, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to say start fading the Patriots, but I think this game is going to be a lot harder than that Colts game was, and them losing that game it tells me I think that the the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to go into New England and get a win here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alrighty, and our first four o'clock game on Sunday is the Chicago Bears at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks coming in this game favored by minus six and a half points. The over under at forty three and a half, and the money line at minus two ninety five. The Bears have not covered their last five or in eight out of their last nine, so not covering at all as of lately. The total has gone over in eight out of Chicago's last ten games against Seattle. And Seattle is five and one straight up in its last six games at home against Chicago. I'm a Seahawk fan, and I don't think they deserve a six and a half point spread. But like you just said, the Bears haven't been covering anything, so I'm going to lean towards Russ. We'll give him Russ the the having a win by six and a half. I like the Seahawks here at home. Uh, as far as that over under goes, I'd, I'd probably think this game goes under. I could see Seattle win this game, like literally sixteen to seven or some stupid score like that. I think you're right. So six and a half points is high, but I think Russ can take care of it. Money line minus two ninety-five. No value there. And over under forty-three and a half. That's a tough one. That's like right in the middle of where I'm, I'm really not sure about that one. Yeah, it's just tough taking like I said, if you're gonna do the give Seahawks a points with the under, it's again you need them to be, you need it to be ten nothing. At halftime, and that's like the odds of that happening, even against the, the Seahawks. Don't have a good defense. The Bears aren't a good team. They haven't been covering, but um, that organization they're they're not a, they're not happy with their coach right now. Uh, you saw the video of Justin Fields like crying on the sidelines, whatever it was. It was hilarious, but nothing's going for the Bears right now. I'll take the Seahawks at home minus six and a half. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alrighty, moving forward, we have the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Sunday at 4.30, we got the Raiders favorited at minus 1.5, the money line at minus 124, and the over-under at 41.5. The total has gone under in 7 out of Denver's last 8 games, and Las Vegas is 5-0, and straight up and against the spread in its last 5 when playing at home against Denver. Raiders didn't, I mean, they beat the Browns last week against a third-string quarterback, but it didn't look good. Only scoring 16 points, needing a last-second field goal. They were down 14 to 13. They needed that last-second field goal to win it. Um, going back home to Vegas, uh, divisional matchup, it's a tough one. I think the Broncos might have won the initial matchup uh, when they played each other earlier on in the year. I uh, could be wrong on that. I'm going to look that up real quick. These are two 7-7 seven and seven teams. It's just tough. The Raiders actually won the uh, initial one in Mile High. That's when the Raiders were on a nice little streak there for a little bit. But um, 
it's another one. I, li- I like the Broncos here. Go in, go into Vegas and get a win here. Plus one hundred six. The plus one and a half doesn't really see too much value for me. Um, I think it's just tough right now with uh, the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater left the left the game last week. Um, uh, what's it called? They unscrewed his face mask or something. He has like a pretty serious concussion, so he's considered doubtful for this game. Um, I don't. You might as well just rule him out because I don't think he's going to be playing. So it's looking like it's going to be Drew Locke. It's the, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, still a lot of still a lot of question marks on the side of the ball for the Raiders with uh, their star tight end Darren Waller. He's still out. Um, Will Compton, their linebacker, he's going to be out. Perriman, the linebacker, he's out. Jonathan Abram, the safety, is questionable. Um, it's just tough with the not much going for the Raiders right now. They got an ugly win last week against a, a Browns team that was struggling with COVID, and um, I think this week the Broncos are able to go in there and get a win. All righty, and moving on to another Sunday 4:30 game: the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming into this game favorited at an even seven points, money line at minus three thirty-five, and the over/under at forty-four. Tomlin is five and three as the underdog, and thirteen and five in the last eighteen as an underdog. The total has gone under in four out of Pittsburgh's last five games when playing on the road against Kansas City, and Pittsburgh is six and two straight up in its last eight games against Kansas City. So playing very good late overall against the Chiefs. But what do you think about this year? Yeah, like I said, the what we said earlier on, the odds of this line stays the same going into kickoff are super thin. Um, if you think guys like Kelsey and Hill are going to play in this game and you like the Chiefs, I would definitely get them at minus seven before they're ruled that they're going to be playing in this game. But if they're ruled out, I definitely can see this game going to Chiefs minus three and a half or four. Um and if you like the Steelers are plus seven, you think they're going to play same thing. You got to predict that line. It's called gambling for a reason. But um, I definitely, I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything on this game. There's too many question marks going for both teams right now. Um, it's seven. I do like the Steelers to go in there and cover, but the Chiefs to win the game. Um, the play, I'm not too confident in that. The play I really like is over 44. If everyone plays, I love over 44. And that will go up, but I might I might have to hit that now and kind of assess that later on in the week. If Kelsey and Hill are playing, I think I think the Chiefs can put up twenty eight, and I think the Steelers can hang easy seventeen. Chiefs don't have that good of a defense, you know what I mean? If we can get things rolling, um, twenty seven seventeen, I think that's forty four right there. Um, so I don't know, it's just tough. I mean, I literally just predicted the fucking push. I hate that I did that, but. Maybe 28-17, just kind of get an extra point up there. But I don't know. I could either see the Chiefs, the Chiefs kind of rolling us, maybe 34-10, kind of a struggle. Or, like I said, a close game and the Steelers cover this thing. I like that over 44 now that you're saying that. Again, there's just so much up in the air this week, especially with this game. It's so hard to know, you know what's going to happen between now, you know, it's Wednesday morning, and Sunday when this game finally kicks off. Alrighty. And Sunday primetime game, we have the Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys. Got the Cowboys favorited at minus 10.5, the money line at minus 500, and the over-under at 47.5. 
The total has gone under in seven out of Washington's last eight games. And the total has gone over in five out of Dallas's last five games when playing at home against Washington. All right. Another big spread here. Washington could be getting a couple guys back. Hopefully they're going to get Harnicky back for this game. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough spread here. Divisional matchup, like I always say, I don't think anyone deserves a 10-point spread in a divisional matchup. So um, I'll take Washington to cover this thing. I mean, I'm not too confident in that play, but if everyone's back, I think that they can kind of stay with Dallas. I think Dallas wins the game, but uh, if we're talking 10 points, I'll, I'll give the underdog 10 points. I like that, Huff. And along with that, I like the under. I think the under is going to hit between these two clubs. Um, like you said, I like Washington to cover as well. I think that'll be beneficial to my under. So give me Washington football team in the under. I like that. It's a shitty Monday night game. Yeah, it is. Very, very no good. Miami Dolphins at the New Orleans Saints. We got the Saints favorited at minus three, the money line at minus 172, and the over under at 38.5. Miami is 5 0 oh straight up in its last five games. 5 and 1 against the spread in their last six. New Orleans is 5 and 2 against the spread in their last seven games against Miami. a tough game. Saints are a good team at home. Dolphins on that hot streak. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to fade the Dolphins yet, but I just don't have any faith. And I don't know. It's, it's a really tough. It's really a coin flip. Um, if Taysom Hill can play like he played last week, I'm not saying he played a great game, but I mean, they shut out the Buccaneers. I know that's major props to the Saints defense. If their defense can play like that against Miami, I think they'll have no problem winning this game. Um, it's just a tough game. Uh, I don't know. I'll take I'll take Saints minus three just for sake of conversation, but it probably won't be on my card. I think Kamara is able to have I a agree. game at home. Uh, kind of all the other pieces on the Saints team. They do have a good defense, and they do have, like I said, Alvin Kamara is always going to be there. Um, as long as he's running the ball and catching pass out of the backfield, I definitely like their chances. I got to agree with you there on the Saints minus three. I wish it was two and a half, but it looks like it's going to three and a half. Right. Just so weird. I, I thought this, I mean, I think this is the right spread for this game. I don't think it's <sighs> out of proportion by any means. That over-under is whack. Yeah, 38 and a half. I don't know what they know that we don't know, but I like the over. Yeah, I, I like the over as well. It'll be 13-10. Push in, fucking under. Right? The Saints are going to shut out the Dolphins? Something yeah, crazy? But, yeah, I was going to say that. They shut out two teams back-to-back. -back. I don't know <laughs> if that's ever been done. Um, I'm sure it has, but... Right. The odds of it happening, especially against the defending Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. take Saints minus three. I'm not too confident in that play, but I like Saints minus three. Alrighty, in this section or this portion of the podcast where we usually announce the uh, the picks for the week. Um, this week, obviously, as you can hear, Mackie is not with us. Um, uh, but 
That being said, we're going to actually do something a little different this week with the state of the NFL right now with all the COVID going on around the league, and we don't really know when these games are going to be played. There's a couple question marks already with the Chiefs and Steelers. Um, that's just to name one of the 16 games this week. Um, we're going to be announcing the picks Saturday morning, probably around noon Saturday morning on Christmas. I'm going to release the card, a little Christmas present for the followers, see what I can do for you guys this week. Um, that way we can get Mackey's picks too. Um, kind of have a full card for you guys this week and stay tuned to the Instagram. We're going to do a little uh, NBA Christmas Day special for you guys, make some picks for those games. Uh, heavy slate NBA on Christmas Day. We got two NFL games, um, but with the state that everything's in right now with the COVID stuff, we're just going to kind of take a couple days, see what these lines do and make our picks Saturday morning at noon. Yeah, I'm really happy with what we decided to do this week. We're going to take our time and make sure we get everything right both at the NFL and the NBA. Hopefully we can have some NHL coming back here shortly, but I'm hearing a lot of people saying otherwise. I think the, I think the first NHL game back, if we're lucky, is going to be the Winter Classic on New Year's Day. I think you're right. They're not going to miss that. No, they can't. They have too much, too much money spent in that already. They can't delay that. Alrighty, and that's going to do it, I think, for us here this week. Stay tuned to the Instagram. We're going to have a lot of posts this weekend on that, on the NFL and NBA stuff. So look forward to it. Yeah, I might have to throw about a little Instagram live on Saturday. Maybe if none of us are too busy on Christmas, get a little sports talk in uh, before the games start at noon for NBA and 4 o'clock for this, uh, the NFL slate. Got two games on Saturday. So uh, definitely stay tuned to the Instagram if you're not too busy on Christmas Day. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're getting out to the end of the year, into the football season, week 16. Um, let's see what we can do here. Yes, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and we'll talk to you next week. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod, Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod, website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.